Well, welcome to the ACC Kids Leadership Podcast, where we aim to resource kids, pastors, and leaders. I'm Andy Kirk, and today with me, I have got Dave Adamson, a.k.a. Aussie Dave. <laughs> you love that. Aussie Dave. Uh, Aussie it's Dave. Astra- to Australians, I'm just Dave, Andy. Come on, okay. man. I don't call you Aussie Andy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's like that. It's, it's Chinese food in China, just food. I don't, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> no, but you're Aussie Dave on Instagram, and I do say yes. people jump on and follow Aussie Dave on Instagram, but you are the eighth online campus pastor in the world. So people are going to go, yes. I just love that. Can you tell us a little bit of what on earth that means and a little bit about yourself for those that don't yet know you? Totally. The thumbnail is this. I'm Meg Adamson's husband. I'm dad to Chelsea, Ella, and Jordan, three three teenage girls. So please, everybody be praying for me. Um, <laughs> and uh, look, uh, you know, I grew up in the western suburbs of Melbourne, had no interest ever becoming a pastor or going into full-time ministry, zero. Like all I wanted to do was to be a sports reporter. And right. so I went to high school and, and went to university, got a journalism degree, and worked my way through local newspapers, magazines, got to Channel 10 in Melbourne, where I was working for a show called Sports Tonight, used to come on just after Sandra Sully on the late news nationally. Um, And I did that for like seven years. Now, I was a Christian from the moment, uh, about year 11 in high school, I became, I started following Jesus, and, um, but still always just wanted to be a, a, a sports reporter. And then I uh, got called into ministry about seven years into my TV career and uh, got called <laughs> into ministry. But God said, hey, don't just go into full-time ministry and give up your media career. Move internationally as well. I'm going to take you to a church in New Jersey of all places. Um, and so so like, we packed up, my wife and I packed up our three girls and we sold our house and everything we had. And I turned my back on my media career and wow. went into full-time ministry in a church in New Jersey. This was 2008. And okay. the role was to be an online pastor. And I kind of thought maybe we're getting scammed. You know, we're going to get over there and nobody's going to be there to help us. Like, what do they call that? Catfished. We're going to get catfished yes. by the church. Yes. Um, but no, it turns out it was legit. And um, yeah, so I, I, as soon as we landed, you know, I started setting up this church online from scratch at this, this growing church in New Jersey. And the first thing we did was reach out to a guy named Brandon Donaldson, who was then the online campus pastor for Life Church, who were the first church okay. that did online yeah. church. And he said to me, dude, you're the eighth online pastor we have. Um, and so welcome. And he showed me the ropes. Right. And so I did that for five years, built an online ministry from scratch. And, you know, we this was in the age of dial-up internet, like uh, social media was barely was a thing. To, I was about to ask, like, <laughs> Because <laughs> I don't know the timeline, a lot of those things. Did Facebook exist? Uh, Facebook did exist, but it wasn't super out there. It was still very okay. college Instagram certainly didn't exist. No, um, no. Yeah, it was very few. It was like Facebook was starting to come in. MySpace was starting to go out. It was around about yeah, that yeah. weird, awkward yeah. phase. You know, it was the teenage years, the awkward teenage years of, of internet. What, what about... Um, Okay, I know. Again, I'm not sure on the technology. I really want to ask this. Like, um, did iPod did iPods have visuals? Like, iPods did not have visuals. 
2007 okay. was the year that the iPhone came out in the US, but it was the end of 2007. So I remember that. Right. So we arrived in New Jersey in 2008, right? Mar- March, two- yeah. end of March, 2008. And one of the first things I did was bought an iPhone because I was like, right. oh my gosh, they're brand new. I remember lining up. Like I got the series two because they, you know, they'd set, they'd yeah. brought a new one in. And I remember lining up in the snow in New Jersey to get the very, like, I was thrilled to get an iPhone. Okay. But yeah, the, the world so was that's so That's the different. era that you've become an online. Yeah. That's fascinating. So, so, you know, I did that for five years. And then in 2013, yep. uh, we moved again from New Jersey to Atlanta. So I could become the uh, online pastor at, um, uh, at North Point Church in Atlanta, where Andy Stanley is the lead pastor, right. and yeah. uh, I started out there like uh, as a social media pastor, and then it developed into the online pastor. So it covered everything from all of the millions of people who followed us on our social media networks, yep. YouTube, podcasts, uh, website, video on demand, like all of that sort of stuff. Anybody who connected with our church digitally, at one point, I was uh, I was not in charge of that's wrong. I was leading the team that was helping connect those people from an online per, uh, perspective into physical community. Cause that was always our goal. Yeah. And, and I want to, I want to tap into that in, in just a moment um, from North point, And for those that are unfamiliar there, um, Reggie Joyner was the kids pastor for many years, has yep. launched that into orange yeah. At the end of the podcast, I want to just touch on Orange a little bit and, and for the listeners here in Australia, I'm sure the ones in the US and international have heard, have heard of this, even some in Australia, but Orange is not as well known in Australia. Yeah. I'd love to touch on that um, a little bit because I know that you work with them and, and, the, yeah. and the strategies in family ministry are so important. What I want to focus on, though, is we have come out of the last 18 months where you were the eighth. But now there's the eight, eight millionth um, <laughs> yes. online pastor. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure somewhere in the world that's on their Instagram, the eight millionth. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because everyone's become an online yeah. present in, in, the, in the context of the, the pandemic and what's happened yeah. here in, in Australia. We've had states who are only just returning and, and emerging out of in that space. So online was the only form of church yeah. for, for a long time. Yeah. Well, we're in this weird space now where I'm hearing language like, okay, now that we can meet, let's get everyone back to church. Yeah. That, that's an interesting sentence to start with. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's almost this polarizing, you know, it, it's this, you're either online or you're on site, let's shut down online so we yeah. get everyone back or no, let's keep it going because you know, that's going to be an opportunity and a window into our church, but it it doesn't actually represent the church. It it represents an online um, content. Yeah. I want to talk about this a little bit. Can you help the churches of those that are listening right now, just make sense of some of this in your, in your thoughts and your expertise. And then in particular in children's ministry, because I remember being at a round table in America before the pandemic. So probably 2019, not even the year of yep. talking about, should we be, should we have an online children's ministry presence in the same mm. way that churches were doing it? Yeah. And it was, so it was, a, it was a discussion before it was a necessity, Yeah. but now it's become a necessity, but now it's come out the other end of, of how do we do this? Yeah. 
there's a lot in that, but yeah, there's so m- some of those thoughts. <laughs> yeah, how am I going to start here? There's so many things that you just unpacked I know, I there. went everywhere. I went everywhere. First of all, first of all, um, I would say this. You're 100% right. You know, 2020, March 2020 is when um, really in the US, churches started to uh, need to shut their doors because of the pandemic, right? I know it was a little bit later here in Australia and it went on a little bit longer. So I know it was different. But um, so, so March 2020 was when suddenly everybody needed to have an online ministry, whether they thought that they should or shouldn't beforehand didn't matter anymore. Everybody wanted it. And I remember sitting around sort of late March, early April, 2020, getting inundated dude with, with calls from pastors from all over the U S all over the world, like literally all over the world. And they're asking, how do we live stream? How do we live stream? And, you know, look, my wife will tell you, and I want to be super candid with you uh, over the next six months, I was working probably 18 hour days and ended up in a state of depression over it because I wasn't getting enough sleep, but I was always trying to help these churches and I wanted to do everything that I could. And there there was very few people who had the experience that I had from an online ministry point of view. So I, I spent the first few months helping people get online streaming, right? And then I was super encouraged about three or four months in. So, you know, we're talking maybe September-ish 2020. I got really encouraged by the fact that the conversations I started having then were not about uh, streaming online, but doing online ministry. Like pastors had made made this mental shift towards that. But then I'm as encouraged as I was then is as equally discouraged as I am now when those same pastors are going, well, we're going to dial back on the digital because now people can come back to our building. Um, right. And then the same old arguments keep coming up. Well, you know, Hebrews 10.25 says we should not give up gathering together, which I think the church in the modern era needs to change its definition of gathering because the author of Hebrews, for the author of Hebrews in the first century, there was no other option than physical gathering. Right. right? But in the modern right. world, that's different. So I think we need to we need to change our definition of that word gathering. Um, and 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 it, it, even in the original Greek, it actually means to be faithful to your community of faith. It, it's not about right. like it's a different. You know, think about it during Hebrews times. Uh, sorry, during the first century when this book was written. They had pagans coming in who were worshiping gods in the Greek or the Roman world. And so they were saying, no, stay true to this one God. So so that's part of what it was. But also when you look at Acts, this is where it lines up for me, dude. Acts 2 is every every church leader's mantra around what the church should be, right? And we all, we all love reading through Acts 2 40, from 42 onwards, especially verse 47, which says, and the Lord added to their number daily those who were being yes. saved. We love that. We yeah, all love daily, <laughs> daily grow out numbers, Lord. But yeah. Acts forty two, uh, Acts two forty six says, and all the believers gathered together every day. Right. Now we want forty seven add to our number, but we only want to meet once a week. Like yeah. it's just convenient for us. But yeah. digital technology gives us the opportunity to meet every day. Like we right. can, like we're meeting on Zoom right now. I'm on the yeah. Sunshine Coast. You're on the Gold Coast. This yeah. allows us to gather together in, a, in yeah. you know, in a, in a digital format. And so that's my mantra to everybody in the 
you know, let, let's say I was going to say big church, but you know, to, to yeah. senior leaders, executives, that's yeah. always my pitch is that, that if we want the benefits of Act 247, then we have to put in the work of Acts 246 and, and, and have systems in place, whether that's physical uh, meeting on Sundays, if it's in a small group during the week that you meet in physical locations, but also staying connected with our church community uh, every single day through social media posts, through YouTube videos, through live streams, through podcasts yeah. like this one, yeah. all of those things. Of those touch points. Now, you are specifically should should uh, family ministries, kids be doing the same thing as the uh, the church streaming services? Yeah. No, because nobody should be streaming services and broadcasting their content, thinking that they're doing it all. That's not the reality of the modern world. Do yeah. should family ministries be doing things digitally? I a hundred percent think yeah. yes, but it okay. shouldn't necessarily look like what to, what p- kids might experience on a Sunday if they came to the actual building. One of the right. biggest things the pandemic taught me, Andy, was this: what I realized during the pandemic is the capital C church had inadvertently set up a culture over the past few decades where parents could drop their kids off, whether it was high school or kids, right? Primary school and and drop their kids off. And, you know, people like yourself and people like those people who are listening to this podcast would take care of the discipling thing. Then the pandemic hits and they can't do that anymore. And parents are like, well, we don't know how to disciple our kids because- Somebody did that for us. So I think yeah. the best thing that any church can do right now, because I, I think it revealed a gap, right? The pandemic revealed this gap. And I think yeah, any yeah. church, what the best thing we can do is to partner with our parents and yeah, help yeah. them, resource them so that yeah. they can continue discipling their kids outside of the Sunday experience. The reality yeah. is, you know, we get one hour, we get one hour a week, maybe with our kids yeah. in our student yeah. ministry or our, our, our kids ministry, right? The parent yeah. gets the other 167 hours of the week. We need to be as, as, as youth pastors, as kids pastors, I, yeah. I yeah. honestly believe our main ministry needs to be connecting and partnering with the parents and equipping them with what they need to continue the work that we're doing on Sundays. Now, that that the best way to do that is by creating Instagram lives, by creating YouTube yeah. videos that we send out to the parents. Too, too often we think, well, we've got to do a kids program that's like the Christian version of the Wiggles or High Five. Right. But I think it's probably more important for us to, that. that's important, but what if we started to create content that was specifically for the parent? to give them the tools yeah. that they needed. You know, I saw a survey and I've said it on the podcast before that um, I, it's, it's 94% of pastors believe it's the parents' responsibility for faith formation. <laughs> yeah. It's 87% of parents know it's their responsibility, but yet only 10% or less than 10% of churches are creating or resourcing their parents. And so everyone's over here going, the church, the church pastors, it's their responsibility. And the parents yeah. go, we know it's our responsibility help and the church goes "Eh." and so we're we're not and so i love what you're saying because right now i want to lift the pressure of some of these kids pastors and leaders what you're creating is you do not have to create the sunday service experience for online because usually not a lot are actually watching that yeah agreed what they will watch what they will partner with is some form of digital resource that will yeah. help reinforce that or or help even um, shape faith formation during the week. Yeah, and, I and, and I love that. You know, you you just wrote a book, actually, didn't you? Is it is it about to come <laughs> out? Is it? It's not out yet. It comes out in uh, March next year. 
Okay, what? It's, I'm, I'm, I'm distracted in my own mind, but what's the book of the house? <laughs> yeah, I haven't even revealed the title to anybody yet. Okay, um, well, let's let's back out because I was going to tell you the. No, title no, of I my, can talk about it. The title of my unwritten book. I've got the title. I just what have is a it? book. Um, thirty days has September, April, June, November, and the kids' pastor. Because if you take the same amount of mm. hours that are in one month. Yeah, nine hundred hours is the same amount of hours that I get over the duration of a child in kids ministry, and here yeah. I am as the kids pastor. I only have a That's month, good, but the parents exactly—it's the same numbers that you're saying. Okay. They've got the other 160 hours. We've got to resource families. We We've do. We've got to resource them, and we do. and it is so. We do. Anyway, so part of that, part of that though, what, what do we resource them with? Is the question. If I'm listening to this podcast, I'm like, yeah. that's great. I agree, but what do I? Resource. I would say do a survey of your parents and say, hey, what are the things that you need? What what can we provide you that you yep. need to help you have those conversations? I think some of it is just literally conversation starters. Like, yeah. like I think a lot of parents just want that. Hey, how do I don't know yeah. how to have a conversation about faith or the Bible with my kid? How do I what well, how can I start that? Like if yeah. I, I think if there's youth pastors, if there's kids pastors who are going, you know what, I'm going to give you five conversation starters this week and I'm going to put them onto a short eight-minute podcast and yeah, you just yeah. need to listen to it and there's your conversation starters as a parent with your kids on the drive home from school or the drives up to the shops or to yep. footy practice, whatever yep. it might be. Like I think those would be just a killer resource that most parents would be thanking you for. Imagine if, imagine if the conversation, Andy, you had with parents on Sunday when they're coming in to check their kids in, right? Was yep. not, here's my kid, thank you, and walk off. Yep. If it was, oh my gosh, Andy, thank you so much. You, uh, we had the best conversation because on Tuesday, I did that thing that you told me. Don't we all want that? Yeah. Oh, I agree. That was our focus? I, I, think, I think that for the churches, rather than spending time creating some sort of you know, praise, worship, teaching, and illustration yeah. that goes for 20 minutes. It, it's a, an Instagram, you know, post with the question that you can ask your child. Mm. It's a lot easier. A lot uh, easier. I agree. I agree. Even if they want to go printed format, here's five cards that you can, you know, for the next month, one a week. Yeah. I, and so there's lots of different ideas. I think podcasts, if you have the ability to do that for your families. Yeah. Um, I think to scale it up even further, we, we think of parenting seminars. Okay, well, yeah. rather than getting all the kids out, why not stream the midweek Wednesday night parenting seminar and do two of them next year? You know, yeah. get, get someone in your church that is a psychologist or a counsellor. Um, if you want to have a yeah, guest, yeah. get a guest. And, and so I think that digital, digitally engaging throughout the week yeah. can have a, a raft of these different ideas and, and options. And, yeah. and, and I think that, that that's the attention shift that, that church Agreed. should be going towards. Agreed. Yeah. Dude, you brought up something okay. super. I, I want to make sure that everybody who's listening catches what you just said. It can be as simple as an Instagram carousel post 
that goes out every Monday that parents will swipe across and get conversation yes. starters for the whole week. Could you imagine yes. that? That's It could be as simple as that. And, you know, we've talked about this, you and I personally have talked about this before. The phone is that thing that every parent has on them at the moment. And yes. how can we get into their phone to give them what the tools yes. and the resources they need to help them yes. disciple and take care of the spiritual formation of their kids? Well, one of the great things that, you know, Orange has developed is this app called yes. Parent Q, which churches yes. can can now literally like redesign and 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 brand and everything their own thing and it sends notifications to the every parent in your church sends yep. notifications to them about everything that you told about on Sunday everything that you want conversations you want them to have and then they're getting that push notification rather than having to rely on the quote unquote algorithm uh, gods yes. to to send the content to the parents right yeah so there's Can I jump in? like that that exists that that parent queue so it's parent C-U-E. If you're looking for the app, you can download okay. the app. It's from Orange. Can I de destigmatize and take away the myth for Australian churches that, yeah. that um, for those who listen, you're going to laugh, but Orange is not just a curriculum company. It, is, it resources parents and families and churches. It has yeah. a broader range of resources than just the curriculum. So I know for many years there's churches and there's leaders who are listening right now they have resources like this parent queue yeah. that that are amazing. And mm -hmm. uh, going into twenty twenty two, I know we're gonna we're gonna have a more conversation even and how we can um, coach the churches, especially around this parent queue, yeah. um, in, into early next year. Yeah. But if 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 there are churches out there and they go, oh wow, okay, parent queue, um, how do I how do I access how do I access this? What what do I do? Yeah. What's the starting point? Okay, they can get download the app. They can go. What's the website for the back end for the church? Yeah. So you, I would say download the app first. It's it's just in the Apple Store. It's in the Google. Yep. Uh, um, I don't even know what the Google thing is called because I'm such an Apple person. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> and, um, just Google it. Yeah, um, <laughs> go to the Google App Store. Um, you can download it there first, right? And then as part of that process, if you go to uh, Parent Q, that as you said, it's Parent C U E Parent Q App dot Church. You can set up your church account. And um, look, we typically give away three months free right? Uh, you, as soon as you log in, you get three months free where you can uh, rebrand the whole thing, make it your own, put your own church logos on everything, put your own church calendar into it, all of those things that send out as push Amazing. notifications. But for ACC churches, dude, um, if they contact me, I'll give them six months free. I'll extend okay. it for ACC churches if that's helpful. That's amazing. Um, that's very helpful. So there's six months free. Now, even after that, it's only 20 bucks a month. And it's 20 yeah. bucks a month where you can brand an entire app that is specifically designed for your parents. And you know this, dude. What, what a parent will do then, um, I'm going to use Glow Church as the example, right? Yep. Just because that's, yep. where I, that's who I'm talking to. So so a Glow, if I go to Glow Church, I yep. I get notified, hey, download the Parent Q app. I download yep. it. I log into the uh, Glow Church account on that. Like I literally yep. just type in my church is Glow Church. It pops up. Yep. I select it. I have access in that moment to all of the curriculum, all the content that Glow has preloaded into that. The yep. best yep. thing is though, I will then type in the birth dates of my three daughters, right? 
And yep. parent, parent Q app on the back end will send me notifications as a dad. Hey, here's the things your, your kids are going through psychologically at this age, yeah. physically at this age, emotionally at this age. Here's some conversation starters. And this has been put together by countless child psychologists, researchers, uh, pastors, school teachers, school principals, school superintendents. Like it is really well resourced to wow. help parents work through every phase of a child's life. That's already built in. I've already, you yep. know, this, I've been using this app for years because of the, the, phase element of it, right? Helping me work yeah, through yeah. that. Now they've added this church element, and this is really recent in the last uh, six months, right. really recent addition, so that churches can now leverage that technology, but also brand it with their own content, with their own calendars, with their own schedules, um, all of those things, and push it out to the parents at your specific church. So it's parent, parentqapp.church. That's where you go to sign up. That's amazing. I love it. Um, yeah, honestly, I think that it, it is, for me, in the last um, number of years in this family space in technology, I, I have tried to come up with um, ways that we're going to automate text messages out. We've, we've looked, oh, do you create a whole app? Do you, you know, how do we get the content out? We email it. I even, I even make words bold in a different color. You know, yeah. it's, it's so exciting. <laughs> but you're right. At the end of the day, the phone is what's in the parent's hand. And, yeah. uh, and this, this, app's, this app's brilliant and it's simple, but we can customize it for churches. So, yeah, um, yeah. as I said, that's a, a brief introduction now for the churches who are listening. If you yeah. do want to know more about it, um, where can they contact you? Can they contact you direct? Hundred percent, they can. Um, yes. Look, they can. Aussie Dave on all social medias. I always respond to that. But if you want to talk about this specifically, if, if I can help in any any way, whether it's around orange stuff or even if it's around you know social media, church online stuff, you can get me at Dave at thinkorange.com. Dave at thinkorange.com. That's my email. Give it to everybody because I like my heart. Andy, you know this because we've talked about it. I lived in the US for 13 years. That's where I got all my ministry experience at some awesome churches. But my wife and I, our heart was always for the unchurched people of Australia. And so now we've come back. We're, we're located on the Sunshine Coast. We came back a year ago because, you know, if you're going to move international, do it during a global pandemic just yeah. to raise the, yeah. the difficulty level. Yeah. Um, yeah. But our heart really is for churches in Australia who want to reach unchurched people in their local community. And so I'm more than happy to help in any way, shape or form that I can. So email me at dave at thinkorange.com. Well, that's brilliant. David, it's been awesome chatting. I know that the ACC Kids World are going to uh, get to know you more in 2022. Chat Looking more, forward to it. podcasts, webinars, conferences, whatever we can do uh, to, to help the churches. I know both your heart uh, is the same as mine, is just to resource and train and equip pastors and leaders in churches. So yeah. it's been great chatting to you today. Thanks so much for joining us on the podcast. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Well, for those that are watching, uh, here or listening. If you want to ask any questions, go to info at acckids.org.au. You can email us there or go to the website acckids.org.au or on our Instagram, which is just acckids. We'd love to connect with you. Again, at this time of year, if there's anything we can do on our website, hit on that button, stay connected. We would love to have a Zoom chat with you to be able to serve you to see how 
point you in the right direction of any resources or planning. We've got our mentoring program that's happening for 2022. You can sign up now for that 12 months of mentoring for churches. We would love to help, uh, again, resources really right away. So thanks again for joining us this week on the podcast. 